When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Sonny Hollywood Booney from Podcast Rock City. We've been waiting 100,000 years for another good kiss podcast to rear its ugly head, and I guess we'll just keep waiting. But since you already hit play, you obviously know that you are listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast. Tom and Zeus are dropping deuces in dark lit places, and that's not only a danger for you, it's plain danger us. Kiss Army, Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loud cast, episode 63, we're calling this one Mitch LaFawn, what's this one about Tom? It's about Mitch LaFawn, what's it going is. on buddy, what's going on, how are you enjoying your social distancing this week? Oh, trying to social distance myself from myself <laughs> <laughs> It's very hard when you're so attractive, you know. Oh, it's brutal, man. It's nothing going on. Oh, yeah, it's been tough. Uh, you know, work. Thankfully, I'm self-employed. I run my own shop. I can continue to work, whether it's from home or or the office. That that hasn't affected me, but it's like a ghost town sometimes driving into the office. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky enough right now. With my position, I'm allowed to have a little bit of flexibility. Some, some at home, some at the in the office with limited stuff. But I mean, my ride to work today was there was like nobody on the road. It's you're driving by these shopping plazas. I mean, other than the supermarkets where people are frigging shooting each other up for toilet paper like The Walking Dead. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I feel like it's the part where what's his name is on his horse, just waking out of the coma, and then yeah. walking on his horse. He's like, where the <laughs> fuck is everybody? Back when Walking Dead was good. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, I know. I mean, everybody's experienced the same thing. It's just very, very bizarre. But we're here to bring uh, some exciting shout it out loud cast kiss stuff as usual. Yeah. yeah and what we're we've had a lot when I say a lot, I mean, a lot of um, social media action going on. It's been a little bit overwhelming trying to keep up with it all. We've had a very good week for the podcast. 
Um, a lot of interaction, some with, uh, you know, some big names out there, some with our favorite, you know, our listeners and, uh, people that we interact with. And you guys are just as important, obviously, as anyone else. And it's just been a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. We cannot thank you guys enough for the amazing feedback and interaction. And, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about our non-makeup madness uh, tournament brackets with the feedback has been amazing it's it's just makes it so much fun to have a community out there talking about kiss loving kiss especially this era of the band um that is so different for certain people um and like zeus said i mean people submitting brackets just an overwhelming response and we're just uh, so thankful for that so um you know for the most part everybody i wouldn't say the most but really everybody has been generous has enjoyed this yep. has said thank you for you know giving us something fun to talk about during this time and there's been the interaction's been incredible except for dave cranston he can go fuck himself <laughs> <laughs> don't say that we love dave it's although he did, know, shit on me. I, he, he did he did shit on me and tell me that i should have fought more for songs like while the city sleeps <laughs> <laughs> that's, the thing. that's the thing i'm joking with dave but i'm like Dude, like, Jesus, Tommy, how come you didn't you let Zeus win? First of all, he didn't let me win. We right. discussed this back and forth. Right, right. Believe me, I don't have any say more than Tommy does. But you want Tommy to put down his foot for like, what was it? Uh, <laughs> rain? rain. <laughs> and what was the other one he was fighting about? Was it, I don't know, murder in high heels or something? Oh, it was or? another fucking Carnival of Souls song that um he really liked. Oh, in the era? She like that song a lot. Okay, wonderful. So, are we debating whether to keep like, you know, bang bang you? And we're like, no, nah, Cold Gen can't make it in over that. No, no, no. Keep out Black Diamond. We need to fucking put in, uh, uh, I don't know, Little Caesar. Hey, come on, buddy. We're talking about getting rid of these shit songs at the end of the barrel. They're just going to get destroyed. And then he wants to show me as proof that my decision was bad, that Tears Are Falling beat that thing like 97% to three. Well, okay. I'm sorry that while the city sleeps would have maybe got 4%. Okay, I mean, Tears, Tears Are Falling went up against I Confess. Yeah. Any song that went up against Tears Are Falling was losing 90-something to some single digit. Exactly, exactly. So, and you know, we, we... And we didn't pick like, hey, let's put this song against... Um, while the city sleeps, what we did is we put the songs in order as what Seated the them. Did. Yeah, and yeah. then we just said, okay, every other one will be like, okay, that'll go in that bracket, that'll go in that bracket, that'll go in that bracket. We didn't even realize what it would be going up against no. because, believe me, there are a couple that I'm like, oh, dude, these are two great songs, and one of them is out in the first round. Yep. It, it it so happens to be, and then you got two shit songs, I think. Uh, young and wasted, burn bridge, burn going up against that. Tommy loves whoa, those. Whoa, 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 whoa. I hate those, those two songs are friggin' awesome. Yeah, settle, settle that, down. Right? Yeah, that's my point. He loves that shit. I don't. And I'm like, you got two great songs going up against each other, and then you got two shit songs. Well, then you got you know you got stuff on the other side as well. You can kind of say that you're like, holy fuck, how did these two like end up bad? I'll fight hell to hold you, and God gave rock and roll. They both should be fucking thrown out. I would I would rather have I would God gave rock and roll versus I'll fight hell to hold you. I I would rather have taken Dave's advice and put rain against while the city sleeps in that friggin bracket. (laughs) 
because <laughs> both of those songs is this is what we said this last week. These brackets were made not on our personal preference, but what we think the consensus Kiss fan would be. Um, you know, and, and again, and we thank we thank Dave very much for the interaction, the retweets. Absolutely, that, you know, it's Absolutely. great. It's obviously we're having a good time with Dave because he's he's a fan of the show and he's a fan of the of the brackets. But you know, I think what Zeus said is is interesting because I think it highlights the fact that we say it all the time. This non makeup era is is polarizing for a lot of people. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that people are very very passionate about that people are like. Holy shit! How can you how can you have this song here? Like like perfect example for me. Reason to live number two and on the eighth day number fifteen. I voted for in the uh, and on the eighth day because I think Reason to Live is a terrible song. Other, there are other people who filled out their brackets and had Reason to Live going to the final four. They should probably be pushed off a bridge for doing that but you know that's up to them i talked with mitch lafon our guest tonight earlier and he was like ah heaven's on fire i will be there mm. and he, i'm like are you shitting me he's like, <laughs> he's like i'm so sick of heaven's on fire so yep. you'll get that once in a while and yep. it's true like you know how many people were saying like i fucking hate god gave fucking syphilis of the lips to me whatever that song is and they hate that shit but then other people are like i hate keyboard kiss i'll fight hell oh, and then yeah. some people will be like are you kidding me i'll fight hell to hell you in my way are my fucking go-to songs i love yep. those yep so i want i've heard strong opinions about certain songs one way or the other and if they are that means interaction i want them in there nobody with the exception of dave is <laughs> fucking fighting about in the mirror or while the city sleeps but now we know there is somebody out there one person oh come on be you nice. Who wouldn't love a pony? Who wouldn't love a person that had a pony? You. You said so. But you said that. You said. And I hate anyone who had a pony. I had pony. My brother had pony. I had a pony. (laughs) So what's wrong with that? (laughs) But the thing, but like you said, the, the, the thing about these songs, like when we did last year, we did the makeup madness. You did not get a lot of like arguing, like, oh, I can't believe you like Mr. Speed. That song's terrible. Like, everybody likes Mr. Speed. Like, this, this is like, um, we, we got into it with, uh, I, God, I think it might have been our buddy Tony from Restrained. I think he was like just in love with I'll Fight Hell to Hold You. And I'm like, <laughs> you must just be suffering hearing loss from playing the guitar too loud in your band because that song is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> but you got people like Jericho love that shit. Love that shit. Yep. And other people that like Crazy Nights is their go-to album. Yep. They love Keyboard Kiss. And I myself am not a fan of those. I like the Gene songs on that album. You well, know? I'll, tell you, I'll tell you two things that stuck out. We talked about this before recording. The unbelievable love for A Million to One. Wow. Woo-hoo! I mean, great, great, song. great song, but... I mean, I think I feel I think we did that a bit in, in injustice, making that a five seed because everybody loves that song. Yep, and that's coming up—the big showdown between the heavyweights, that and unholy. Remember when we did our Jericho draft of non um, non makeup draft? Yeah. That was yes. my number one pick, a million to one. I, I know it's amazing. And then another song that's getting a ton of love that Zeus and I both fucking hate is King of the Mountain. And oh, I don't my- get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's Sonny and his goddamn burner accounts. I said that. Yeah, I don't get it. The best part of that song is the first two seconds when with Eric banging on the drums. Then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, 
No. I'm the king of the mountain. Oh, and okay. Pe- and then for people to think that that's better than King of Hearts. How? King of Hearts is a great song. It's a great song. King of the Mountain is terrible. <laughs> it's it's Waterboy Kiss. You can do it. You can be the king of the mountain. You can do it. Now, we talked about this, too, before we recorded, and I'm devastated because one of my all-time favorite Gene songs, Makeup or Non-Makeup, lost in a emergency tiebreaker poll. Oh, we yeah. had we had Under the Gun and Thou Shalt Not. It ended up going into a tiebreaker poll. Under the Gun won. It was close again, but Under the Gun won. And I said it on, on Twitter. I was like, I cannot stand Fast Kiss. It's not my kind of music for them. And again, unbelievably polarizing. Thou Shalt Not is garbage. That song's a pile of shit. Other people saying, I love that's one of my favorite songs on Revenge. Other people saying, Under the Gun is... is one of the best songs on Animal Eyes. It's just, it's a, it's amazing, and that's what makes this just so fun. We just said Sonny on just now. We were talking, the two of us were talking. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you brought this up to him, and he's like, oh, under the gun. I was like, yeah, see? Yeah, and, th- and then he goes, yeah, under the gun, and I'm alive. I go, those, <laughs> those are literally two of the worst songs in the entire Kiss catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, you notice I'm alive didn't even make the fucking bracket. So the NIT fucking bracket, which oh, we'll do after this, the fucking uh, Mark St. John NIT tournament. The, the shit sandwich tournament. <laughs> oh, don't bring up Tony Smith and his shit sandwich. <laughs> oh, God. I Speaking about- of that, so Tony comes out of the woodworks and puts another shit fucking comment in our in our profile. Did you see it? In our friend uh, of the show, who will be making more appearances soon, Kara the Kiss Cabana Clothes consultant <laughs> fucking sends me a screenshot of it. And she's like, look at this. I'm like, oh, don't get me started on our good friend, Tony. He's got a shit fetish. I don't know what it is. He, he has a fetish about shit. Everything's a shit sandwich. Hey, talk about these two songs and it's a shit sandwich. Hey, talk about his clothes being a shit. Sa-. Like, dude, I, I don't I'm getting a little concerned about you and this love for shit. I love it. He's he's a he's a mess. He's got you know. I think it was him. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up. I wish I had this prepared, but I thought it was him on our Facebook page or something. He said, uh, he said, yeah, you know, with with all with all the toilet paper issues going on. <laughs> yeah, that was he, he goes, he goes. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna something about the toilet paper. He goes, yeah, I'm just gonna remain full of shit. <laughs> that was him. What the That's what Kara. That's what Kara sent me. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my that God. Is, that is fucking that's was, Tony. That's him. God bless him. God bless you, babe. Wish you luck in the future. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. God bless us all, huh? God bless you, babe. Okay. Take Wish you luck in the future. Say your prayer. Thank you. Okay. See you later, fruitcake. Okay, bye. Yeah. So any anything else you want to talk about with the brackets? I mean, we still got a lot of action going. It's gonna be a it's gonna get us through this these tough times here with the uh with all the oh, lockdown. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But I will tell you, as I was talking to Tom earlier about this stuff, here we are. We want I want to give a special thank you to friend of the show, Mr. Chris Jericho. Uh, You know, obviously, everyone knows we're big fans of his. And, you know, but here is a guy and we've said this before that is about all over, you know, social media, his podcast king of wrestling right now i think he just won wrestler of the year award by the fans okay 
Wrestler of the Year award. He's reinvented himself. His intro is the best around when they come out in Judas and then they stop the music and then the crowd sings the rest of the Judas. Yep. He's supposed to be a heel. And they're not supposed to be singing a song, but they do it and they love him. He's got the podcast. He's got wrestling. He's now today going back into the studio. Of course, he's got his 80s kiss Paul Stanley shirt on. Yep. Um, doing some more tunes in, with Fozzie to prepare. You know, he's got his band, he's got books, he's done movies, TV shows, he's all over the place. Yet he found time to send that stuff over and get Bruce on there. And so my favorite thing is that earlier in the week, uh, I sent this over to him. He's like, hey, remind me to get this thing on in about, you know, in an hour or so, because I'll post it. And I'm like, okay. And so I send it over to him. And then he writes to me, where, where is this? And this was the funny, funniest part. Um, he says to me uh, after I, I send him um, the, uh, hey, the reminder about, um, you know, the, the poll and everything like that. Um, the tournament poll, when it starts, he writes back to me, um, I got a big surprise for you. And, I, and I'm in the middle of something at the office. So I wasn't even looking at my phone. I go back to my phone later and I see it. I'm just like, oh, what's that? Because I still had clients in the office. <laughs> he just writes, it's a surprise, Dumbo. Wait for it. <laughs> I'm like, Dumbo? <laughs> I'm like, so the funniest thing is, I, like, I text Tom. I'm like, dude, I just got fucking made fun of by Jericho. Jericho. I'm like, it's a fucking compliment. Like, <laughs> oh, man. You realize you you realize now what you've done to yourself. No, I mean he's calling me a dummy. I don't. No, no, no. I'm saying our fucking psychopath listeners are now going to send fucking Dumbo gifts your way now. <laughs> Fuck. So anyway, so he sends me that later on this evening. I'm on my phone, and then, Bing! I get an email, and I get the Gmail account on my phone, and it shows up. And what is the email? Bruce Kulik. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm just about to text Tommy, right? I'm just about to text Tommy, and and I get a text right before I can text Tommy. As soon as Bruce put it up, got the email. Ha, ha, ha. How fucking great is that? And that was from Jericho. Unbelievable. Dude, what, a, what a guy. He knew how fucking psyched would be. And then when Bruce puts up his poll, he says... Yeah, Chris kind of nudged me to do this and stuff, and it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, he went out of his way to say, do this. Give it to Jer- give it to uh, Bruce. And then the lovely Lisa, his wife, was kind enough to put it on as well. Yep. Like, the KISS community, people like Jericho, people like Bruce and his lovely wife, Lisa, we can't thank you enough. And then in addition to that... And it gets we- even better. So... We send out other stuff to other people, and especially like our guest tonight, Mitch jumps on and helps us out. And then all of a sudden, we also reached out to somebody else that we're fans of. It's like four in the morning in the Eastern Coast time, right? I roll over, I'm half asleep, I'm still fucking wired from the day's events. And I look over and, and, and I'm getting DMs from back from Carrie Stevens, the lovely yep. Eric Carr's girlfriend, Carrie Stevens, right? Yep. I'm like, dude, am I dreaming? I am fucking sending messages back and forth with her like three, four in the morning. And I know all you dirty little fucking minds out there going, (laughs) yeah, just believe me. I was thinking the same thing. Like, 
is this a fucking dream? It's three, four in the morning. <laughs> and Carrie Stevens like, hey, how do I put up these posts? And I'm like, I don't care. I'm just imagining you typing this. <laughs> Keep going, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm just like, holy fuck. Never mind that. In the meantime, we got Joey Casada goes out of his way to say to us, too, um, you know, like, hey, put yours up. I want to go up against Jericho head to head. And he challenges Chris. Um, Jericho even tagged Paul and Gene, although we know they weren't going to get involved. But yep. we would love to. That's not going to happen. you know, it's just a one big, happy, fun, kiss community. Yeah, it's amazing. And like Zeus said, to have to have those people involved in this, to 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 think that's something that we just came up with as like, hey, it's March Madness. We did it last year. Let's do it again. There is no real March Madness. And if you're on social media, you know that everybody's doing different brackets out there. There's all kinds of crazy ones out there. But to see actual members, to see people like Bruce Kulik, who is part of half of this or 75 or 80% of this bracket to see him participate in it posted on his social medias. Uh, it's just, it's humbling. It's exciting. Um, and it just shows you just like the power of how amazing kiss and the fandom is. It's just, we, we can't thank everybody enough. It's just been, it's been awesome. Absolutely. And it's just, that's why people love Bruce Kulik. Yep. Class act. That's why people love Chris Jericho class act all the way through Carrie Stevens, Mitch LaFon, Joey Casada. By the way, Joey, I as I texted him earlier today, I I, fin- I finally finished Tom his lengthy book, which yeah, is absolutely excellent. I'm still um, plowing through it. I'm behind. Joey, I'll I'll have my book report for you ready and soon. Um, and I've had the greatest part about reading his book along the way is like I had like this almost like this. Mentor ahead, tell him, holy shit, I just got through chapter six. Did you really do this? He's like, yeah, this and that. And you hear yep. the inside. Then I talk about this. I'm like, God damn it, you motherfucker. This is the second time you've made me cry. Oh, and he's Jesus. like, I know all this and that. And yeah, and then back and forth. Um, he, that's that's how much I loved his book. And I'm not saying this to you because he's a friend of the show. I'm saying this to you guys because it's true. You guys will love his book. It's a, it, it's great. It is really good. I had I had the luxury and pleasure of being able to have that interaction, that personal connection where I can talk to him directly about what I just read. And I will tell you, he's very interactive. You guys read his book and you see something you like and you want to tell him about it, catch him on social media. He'll be talking to you. He's that type of person. Yep. It's a very inspiring book. Start with the dream. He, uh, there is, um, the online versions out. You can, uh, there's uh, like lots of coupons and stuff like that, that you can get the free version of it online. Um, but I recommend start with the dream. I, I can't say enough great things about it. It's awesome, but that's neither here nor there. Tom, anything else you want to add? No, I'm still plowing through the book. I haven't had as much time to get through it, but what I have read, it's, it's amazing. I can't wait to finish it. And, Hopefully we can have Joey on here and uh, and talk about the book. So we're excited for that too. Absolutely. So let's uh, anything going on in Kiss World? No, unfortunately no. But we are recording on March nineteenth, Thursday, and today is the forty fifth anniversary of one of the all time greats, and that is Dressed to Kill. And uh, <clears throat> we put it on our social medias uh, to honor that day. 
Kiss has put out a bunch of really cool items. Uh, any vinyl collectors out there, they've put out a special 45th anniversary edition red colored vinyl. Couple uh, collectors item, you know, couple uh, T-shirts, little, you know, keepsake little things you can get on uh, Kiss's official website. So check that out. Um, everybody loves uh, Dress to Kill. And if you're new to the show, go uh, way back into our episode catalog where we uh, review Dress to Kill. Episode uh, eight. That's right. Yep. Because we both love that album. And uh, that was a good one for sure. Other than that, the music world is just non-existent right now. It's it's a terrible, it's a shame. There's nothing going on, but we know why. Uh, no tour, no news, no nothing. And uh, hopefully that changes very soon, we hope. Yep. All right. So um, with that being said, Tom, um, I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling sexy, I really like to put the X in sex. Well, it's your lucky day, and it's also our listeners' lucky day because we got something to share with them. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select any one item for 50% off, and then everyone's favorite website, adamandeve.com. Loads on the free stuff. Offer code loudcast at checkout. Get 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six free spicy movies plus free shipping. That is loudcast at adamandeve.com. God damn, Zeus. What is the special code? Special what? The special code is LOUDCAST. L-O-U-D-C-A-S-T. And that is adamandeve.com. I know our fans out there know that website. I'm not going to name names, but I'm sure you guys have earned reward points probably from sharing shopping on that site. Go there. Check it out. LOUDCAST. Offer, offer promo code. Wow, that's new and exciting. Absolutely. Um, We're here for yeah. that, baby. We know what our fans like. And our fans are pervs. So uh, <laughs> I can tell you that because each morning I screenshot some of the shit I see when I have insomnia. And I'm going through our feed and I see half of our fucking feed is porn, which I don't know how that shows up on Twitter. It's because we I can see it because of our followers. That's pretty uh, bad. We know who you are out there, Bobby Joe. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I'll screenshot it and then text it to the group text and be like, Hey guys, good morning to you. This is what I see first thing in the morning. And people are like, what the fuck? Well, it's, like, per- yeah. it's, it's perfect timing to, to, to have an, an ad, an ad read with a promo code for a place like Adam and Eve, because half of the eighties, uh, nineties, non-makeup madness kiss songs would be, would be perfect there. Bang, bang you. Let's put the X in sex, read my body. I mean, come on. There's, there's so much going on here. You know, spit the better, the, you know, the bigger, the cushion, the better, the pushing. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect timing. So check them out, baby. AdamandEve.com, promo code LOUDCAST. Awesome. So now let's um, let's uh, set this thing up. We got a chance to meet our our guest, um, and that is Mitch LaFon, the host and uh, 
of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. And uh, we got to meet him at the Manchester Kiss Show this year, earlier this year. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Couldn't be nicer. Got, went out of his way to be gracious, met with us, took a photo, uh, talked with us for a bit, and we asked if he would be kind enough to join us someday, and he said he would. And, you know, we he took the time out of his day to give us an interview of his busy schedule, and we were able to get that interview, and we did that on Monday. So while we did this on Monday, Tom, we're just going to play the interview right now. Anything else you want to say before we get to the interview? Nope. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, we thank him for that. So we hope you guys enjoy this. And here it is. So we want to welcome uh, a very special guest, uh, a favorite of ours, Mr. Mitch LaFon from uh, the excellent podcast that we all hope you're listening to, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Mitch, welcome to Shout It Out Loudcast. Thank you so much for taking some time and your busy schedule to join us. Yeah, bonjour, as we say in Montreal. How, how are you? We're uh, we're doing great. We're uh, we're surviving uh, the chaos here, and um, you know, just wanted to get a couple minutes with you to talk uh, Kiss and, and specifically and uh, some rock in general. Yeah, any anything. I'm I'm always willing to talk. That's that's my gig. Awesome. And we want we do we want to start off by saying thank you again for taking a few minutes to meet us, get some pictures with us at the uh, the uh, Manchester show, uh, yeah, the end of the road, was, the, the end of the road what a, show. What a great show that was. You know. I have to say, I got there at two in the afternoon, and I and I got a chance to speak with uh, with Doc McGee, and of course the entire Kiss organization was kind enough to give us passes, and so we sat and watched the uh, David Lee Roth sound check. Now David wasn't there, but the band ran through thirteen songs. Some of them they ran through twice, and what an experience that was. Yes, you know it's not Alex Van Halen, it's not Eddie Van Halen, but just to hear the band run through those iconic songs. Uh, in an empty venue, and what an afternoon! I have to say, the uh, the Kiss crew, all of them, uh, from Doc McGee to to uh, Keith Larue to all, just just terrific guys, terrific people. 
Yeah, it was it, it was a great experience for us, and I'm glad based on some of the changes that we've seen so far. You know, with the set list, uh, you know, on both mm-hmm. sides, um, which is kind of a good segue. Zeus, if you want to jump in here, uh, we always have we always like set list questions. Oh, hey, yeah. since he has a god name, can I have a god name too? Can I be like he's Zeus? Can I be like Poseidon or something? Poseidon, Neptune, something. Neptune, maybe. yeah. <laughs> um, I, mean, I can't. I can Zeus. I mean, I can't. I can't compete with Zeus. Well, he's Greek, so I, you know, I don't know. Do, do they have any Canadian? You know, can I go? Oh yeah, it's Canadian. I, I get to be Gretzky. Is that what you're saying? All right, I'm a Gretzky. What's better than that? The the greatest. No, <laughs> I actually saw a game with. I, I saw them live. I saw Gretzky live. You're gonna get. Do. You're gonna get me to get off track. First of all, his name is Bobby Orr. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's not go there with Gretzky. Okay, was okay. he not a Canadian, Bobby Orr? <laughs> Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian and one of the classiest men, gentlemen you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah, he, the other great Bruin, and, and there are a few. Um, uh, Ray Bork, you, you can't deny yeah. Ray Bork, man. And, and right. uh, like him or, you know, love, love the Bruins or not. Ray Bork was a class act. And of course, Canadian. That's right. True. French, French Canadian, him and Patrice Bergeron, two guys that can walk in Montreal and never get hated. No, right. Uh, Ray Bork cannot be hated. That man, you have to respect talent. And that guy was fucking talent. He was talent. Right. That's right. Yeah. Same thing with Patrice. They, yep. they, he's one guy in the NHL, every rink, they respect him. Now, uh, hockey talk with, uh, Tom and Zeus, let's switch it over. We always <laughs> ask everyone that comes on here and I can, I'm dying to hear your answers on this. Yeah. Okay. So we call these things Murph questions after Tom's longtime college roommate Murph. Um, so favorite kiss member. Ace Fairley. Mm, okay. Did not see that coming, buddy. Me but neither. that's good. Um, Favorite Kiss song this week? Hey, favorite Kiss song this week. You know what? The one that I have stuck in my head for no particular reason is Tomorrow from Unmasked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can we uh, can we disconnect right now? <laughs> I Come love on. that album and I love that Come song. On. Zeus hates it. <laughs> I love the Gene songs on that album. I don't like the Paul songs. I just... Okay. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm not sure if I would qualify it as my favorite Kiss song, but for the last couple of days, I've had it stuck in my head. I, I, it's a catchy song. Yep. And you know what? I think because uh, w- with all this uh, virus, uh, coronavirus stuff, everybody says we're going to see what's going to happen tomorrow. Like every press rel- every press conference, <laughs> is, we're going to see what's happening tomorrow. And I think it's, I think that's why it's stuck in my head because I just hear the word tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay. Okay. You know. Oh but, yeah. my goodness. Favorite Kiss album. Uh, mm, that's a tough one. You know what? Uh, sonically, maybe not the best sounding, but I'm probably going to have to go with maybe Kiss Kiss just because all oh. those classic songs are still being played today. I, I can argue for Creatures of the Night being a better album. I can argue for Love Gun being a better album. But historically significant, if it wasn't for Kiss Kiss and the fact that we're still in this day and age playing Strutter and playing 100,000 Years and playing Deuce and playing, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and Destroyer is overrated. So fuck Destroyer. Yes. Yes. And we will get, we will get, we what, will, we will. What we, is going on here? Hold on. We, we will circle, but we will circle on. back to that, Zeus. Fin- finish your All questions. Right. We will All circle right. back to that. Here, here's something I'm sure you're probably not going to be able to answer. How many Kiss concerts have you been to? Oh God, uh, I believe it's a uh, forty-eight or something like that. 
Oh, wow. I thought it'd be way more surprised. Wow. You know, you are a busy guy, but this did not come to Montreal from 1985 through 1989. There was no asylum tour here. There was no crazy nights tour here. They simply ignored us. And then, of course, uh, there was uh, Hot in the Shade and Revenge. And then there was a period of nothing going on. And then they came back for uh, the reunion tours. But there was a lot of dead times up in Canada. Yeah, okay. yeah, I can see that. So yep. here's a, here's the last one. Favorite kiss memory for you? Oh well, that that's the easiest one. I interviewed Gene Simmons when I was 11 years old, June 9th, 1980. Hello, can you beat that? No, <laughs> no, in my memory book, I can't beat that. So I will and tell for, you, and for and for our listeners out there, if you have not heard that interview, Mitch has it somewhere in his podcast library of episodes. It's it's in there. I, I, forgive me for not knowing exactly. That is a must listen to because if i correct me if i'm wrong mitch your, your mom was there for that correct she was she well yes. i mean i was 11 years old so somebody yeah. had to drive me to new york but listen it's it's all over i have put it on the podcast at different places yep. uh i did on this reunion tour not reunion tour the end of the road tour i did an episode where i put my first ever Gene Simmons interview with my last ever Gene Simmons interview. I thought as a, as a bookend kind of thing, but also if you just type in Mitch LaFont Gene Simmons on YouTube, uh, you can find it. And yes, you will hear my mom for the first, whatever, 11 minutes. And then I come in and people will be like, why, why is it a Mitch LaFont? And I hear a lady, well, you hear my mom interviewing uh, and then, and then me. So yeah, that's, 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 that's that's a tough memory to beat, man. That's a tough, I don't, I don't blame you. That's amazing. Yep. And that funny thing is, I found that on my own, I went down one of these YouTube rabbit holes on my own late at night, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Mitch LaFont, that's not Mitch. And I I read through the comments, and someone's like, yeah, isn't that cool that he got the interview when he's like, I'm like, holy shit, that's his mom. But the questions and the way Gene was answering, I still found it fascinating. And I love how Gene was engaging. You know, like a lot of those people back, you know, talking yeah. to young kids would be like dismissive or yeah, patronizing. Like, exactly. He was not patronizing. No, and, he was engaging and, you. It was and awesome. I, I went toe to toe with him, too. Uh, and, and not in a negative sense, but, you know, he I think he expected like, tell me what your favorite color is, Gene. And I didn't give him those questions even at 11 years old. So he was like, oh, look at this kid's kind of smart. And uh, what I like about that interview is all the plans he set out. For shit that never happened. We're going to have Kiss World. We're going to have oh, a yeah. major tour. We're going to have a major. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, no, 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 that <laughs> didn't happen either. Uh, Though the Kiss World, the, with the, the what, what was it? The traveling carnival. The traveling amusement park. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that would have been cool. But can you can you give us give us a little bit of background about how that where that interview came from, how that how that even got set up? Oh, that was simple. Listen, I live in a little village of like 600 people and I've been here for forever. So there was nothing to do in the 1980s. You know, there was no Internet. There was there was no cable TV, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. So uh, on the back of albums, you know, there'd be management info. Uh, and in the good old days, you used to dial up five, 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 you know, one, two, one, two for information. <laughs> right. Yep. So I knew the area code for New York, 212-555-1212. I called it and I said, hey, I need a phone number for Ocoin Management. And the operator gave it to me. And then I phoned Ocoin Management. And you can hear through the interview, I didn't sound like a kid. I mean, I had a, I had sort of a, a girl voice, 
but I had a great vocabulary. So I phoned up and I said, hey, I'd love to interview you at Kiss. Blah, blah, blah. And they went, yeah, sure, no problem. I mean, it was really that simple. Wow. You know, now you try to get an interview with oh. any band, not just Kiss, any band. Bands that are playing to 50 people in a club and bands that are playing to 50,000 in a stadium. And the gatekeepers, oh, my fucking God, there's gatekeepers and gatekeepers and gate. There's a gatekeeper to the gatekeeper now. Yeah. Uh, back then, you know, Kisses Fortunes by, when did I phone? I must have phoned like in April of 1980. You know, they were on a downward spiral. So the fact that anybody phoned from any part of the world and said, can we interview them? They're like, yeah, 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 come on down. <laughs> so, you know, listen, I'm imagining had I done this phone call in 1977, I, it probably wouldn't have happened. Yep. You know, not to be oh, disrespectful yeah. to the band, but it happened. Yeah, you caught and, them, like you said, you caught them at a, you caught them at a, at a downtime when really nobody wanted to talk to them, which yeah. was great for you. Perfect for me. Now, yep. my mom was uh, doing freelance work for the Canadian uh, Broadcast Corporation, the CBC, uh, which shows all the Montreal Canadian games. Uh, and uh, I know Denmark. <laughs> and, and and Denmark's radio. So she had access to equipment. And, you know, I don't remember, but I probably said this is going to be an interview for the CBC. I probably said that. Uh, I don't recall the conversation exactly. And, and they granted it to us and they said, uh, you know, would you mind doing it in person? I was like, no, I would. Where is in person? New York. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's going to be a bit of a hassle to get to. And and listen, uh, to her credit, I, I convinced my mom to drive me seven and a half hours to New York City to sit and meet Kiss for 20 minutes. So that, that's amazing. What that, that that is amazing. Well, I think it set up everything else that's happened to me in, in the rock world, quite frankly. So, yeah, had she said no. And had I not had that story to tell, I don't think I'd be doing this today. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, life changing. And and I think you saw in my social medias, I took her to that show on uh, in August of the of well, this year, 2019. Yes. Very cool. And, and that sort of brought the whole circle to an end, you know? Yep. So yep. good That's times, fun. actually. And so, then, you know, let, yeah, so, I was just a real one. Six weeks, six weeks later, I saw the Eric Carr show at the Palladium because it was June 9th and oh. then. July 25th, I convinced wow. her to drive me back down. I said, I have to see this show. And she said, why? I said, they're introducing a new drummer. They will talk about this for years. And she's like, they're not going to know Kiss next in, in two years from now. <laughs> I went, just let's just go. And and we went and we ended up buying tickets from a scalper for 30 bucks. And she was like, oh, 30 bucks. Well, listen, tickets were like, I think, seven bucks or, or 30 bucks for a ticket was was highway oh, wow. robbery. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I convinced her to fork out 60 bucks because, you know, she had to take me, obviously, so I couldn't go alone. And she did. And wow. I remember the speech. She was like, you're going to have to, whatever it was, mow the lawn. for the." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, boy, being able to actually say I was in the building for Eric Carr's first show, not, oh, you know, um, I was outside. I was thinking of going. No, no, no. I was in the building for Eric Carr's first show. That's that's amazing. That's, a, that's, that's great memory number two. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say the fact that that's your second memory shows you how awesome that first memory is. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's Zeus. a great point. Zeus. That's a Zeus, great point. Ahead, gonna... Yeah, that Palladium, and I'm still to this day trying to get a good bootleg copy of that concert, and I've yet to find one that I can sounds pretty good. I think uh, Joey was there too. Casada got his. I think he was at that Palladium concert too. There's a lot of people that come out of the woodworks. Yeah, I was there. Just like all the guys who were at Ted Williams' last baseball game, I was yeah. there too. Yeah, right? But I, I, I think the guys from Anthrax were there too. If I'm not mistaken, go. Scott Ian and Charlie Benente have said, if not said to me or to other people that they were there so yeah yeah a lot of a lot of cool little connections to to think that you were in a building and maybe even standing next to these people and of course you were nothing and they were nothing and it all sort of blew up you know 15 years later it's kind of cool yeah absolutely so let's let's circle back a little bit from when we met you at the manchester show and the rumors at that time well it wasn't a rumor but that they were going to make changes to the set list and that that show that we were at, it was the first show of the second leg of, of the, U, the U.S. tour. So we didn't know what the set list was going to be. Everybody was excited. You and your background allowed you to get a glimpse into it. You didn't tell us it, but you teased it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thrilled with the Parasite edition, which recently has been removed from the set list. Um, I was thrilled with the Tears of Falling edition and the removal of Let Me Go Rock and Roll. And now Let Me Go Rock and Roll is back in and Tears of Falling is out. Um, we, we want your thoughts, you know, people hear us talk about it enough about the set list and about the concept of kiss being willing to make changes to the set list, but being, making small changes instead of pulling out, you know, we know that there are a a certain list of songs that are never going to come out of the set list and every fan understands that. But Paul is on record as saying, oh, if we play this song, people are going to go to the bathroom or they're going to be looking at one another saying, I don't know this song. When he knows that's not true. Well, a couple of things. First of all, even though there are songs like Rock and Roll All Night and Detroit Rock City and stuff that probably must remain at all times, nothing says that they must remain at the same spot in the set list. I have said, and I've said it to Eric Singer personally, I would love to see you start with Rock and Roll All Night because that would throw fans off. You would show up to the show and you hear rock and roll all night first. And you go, oh, does that mean we're we're already done? That's one, <laughs> one, you know. So so then you're like, oh, okay. Well, if that's the first song, what's the, so that I think that just that in itself would making it would make it intriguing, and it would also be like a mission statement. We are here to rock and roll you all night and party every day. And you're like, okay, so let's see what you've got for the next ninety minutes, and just changing it in the in the position of the set list. I think would make it intriguing without change. Now, other than that, I do think that they should rotate songs in and out. And here, here's why, because I've heard Paul say this over and over and over again. We have to play the, uh, the hits. We have to play the songs that people are familiar with. And I'll take a song like Let Me Go Rock and Roll or 100,000 Years. Mm. They were not radio singles. They were not part of any mtv video kind of thing so i would argue that a song like if you're if you're going to go with that logic and i understand the logic then i would have to say logically forever which was an mtv hit should be in the set list i mean if you're going to tell me that a hundred thousand years is more of a fair weather fan song than forever is well no (laughs) no exactly exactly you know if you're playing to the fair weather fan not the diehard which is fine a lot of bands play to the fair weather fan the ones that just know the ones uh, 
then you can't argue that 100,000 years or let me go rock and roll are more important than the 80s stuff because, um, you know, all hell's break and loose, uh, lick it up, uh, who wants to be lonely? All this stuff that was on MTV and got played at nauseum on MTV probably has more Fairweather fans than any deep catalog song from the 70s just because of the con- the, the, the media context. So, you know, I think they should switch it out. And then you look at a band like Metallica or even Bon Jovi, Metallica switch out nightly five songs. Yep. All the last time. time I, last time I looked, they're playing stadiums. I don't think it's hurting their bottom line in any way, shape, or form. Bon Jovi's another band that will switch out three, four, five songs a night. Again, in Europe especially, they are still a stadium act. In, in North America, they are a, a solid arena act. Not hurting their bottom line. So this whole thing that you can't switch stuff out because people are going to run to the bathroom. You know where they're running to the bathroom? During an eight-minute Tommy Thayer guitar solo. During an eight-minute Eric Singer solo. And by the way, a lot of them are running out to the bathroom doing an eight-minute Peter Chris solo or an eight-minute Ace Frehley. It has nothing to do with Tommy or Eric. But if you're going to tell me that they are not going to go... They're, they're going to go... They're not going to go pee-pee. Let me rephrase that. They're not going to go pee-pee during a solo... But they're gonna go pee pee during forever. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, and and and, and real quick, and Zeus, so just give me this. It, and if to use that logic that Paul uses, and I see a lot of fans talking about this, the fact that there is nothing from Revenge on this tour. There were multiple videos, multiple you know rock radio hits from that album, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing. That that was a comeback album for for them. They don't represent that album. Um, they don't no. represent. They don't represent some of my favorites. Like oh, I stole your love. Uh, come on and love me. And like you said, let me go rock and roll. And in hundred thousand years, to us, those are hits. Those are common man songs. Yes. But to the but to the people that Paul claims is at these shows, those are deep cuts, or yes. or borderline, you know, mid level cuts. So no, they're, they're deep cuts. They're, Listen, they're str- if if I take my wife to the show, she's not a Kiss fan. She will say, "Oh, I know forever." I, say, I think I know that. She will not have a clue what a hundred thousand years is. Yep. And so, if you're playing the the fair weather fan card, yep. you can't play the fair weather fan card with "Let Me Go Rock and Roll." It's hundred. You can't. <laughs> you can't. So, eh, you know. Yeah, it's funny because you know when I went to the bathroom, when a hundred thousand years came on, because <laughs> I knew the solo was coming up. That's yeah. exactly when I went. Oh yeah, I, I, I am I, a. I am a prime uh, guitar solo P man. I, I'm, I'm, I've got that down to a science and drum solos. I've got it down to a science. Yep. Now the bathroom there was destroyed by somebody, uh, but from throwing <laughs> up all over the place. But um, that's when I decided to go. I want to switch uh, to one thing. I want to get out before I know our time is limited. So one of the things that I wanted to bring up because I, you know what, we respect well, we still got our, about twenty five minutes. Perfect. Okay. Great. We, uh, I, I want to respect. You know, I, I, I want, always want to bring this up with people that are, especially in your line of work, what you do, and you're a respected journalist, and people know what you know, your stuff about rock. Now, what is your feeling? Because this is a pet peeve of mine, and our listeners know that I, I bitch about this all the time. What are your feelings when you hear fake ace and cheater Chris? Uh, I don't think that's fair to them, and I will tell you exactly why. If Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley came to Mitch LaFon and said, hey, we need you to put on this costume and hop on the stage, I would have done it. 
in a New York minute. And if they came to you or to you or any of your listeners and said, we're going to give you 150000 a year or whatever they're getting paid to hop on that stage, but you got to... Every single one would have, and anybody that tells you that, oh, no, I, I wouldn't want to stand on a stage with Paul. They're fucking lying. They are lying. And so, you know, if it wasn't Tommy doing it, they would have hired, you know, Bobby. And if Bobby wasn't doing it, they would have hired Jimmy. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with them doing it because that's a job. And, you know, at jobs, you wear a uniform. And when you're at McDonald's, it's a little brown thing with a hat. When you're in Kiss, it's makeup. I don't bemoan the fact they are doing what they needed to do to survive in the business. So more power to them. And I would have done it. No uh, question. Do you, do you go ahead, do you Check out because you know we'll, um, we're we're going to bring this up because we always do on our show. So Eddie Trunk, somebody dubbed Stewart. Um, <laughs> I don't know who, but. Uh, says he checked out as soon as those guys went in. It's not Kiss. It's not for me. Is that something? So I know Tommy and Peter, you, people can say, yeah, I, I mean, um, Tommy and Eric can say, yeah, I, I understand they did it. It's a job. That's fine. What about to the fans? Do you believe that Kiss is disrespecting the fan, like Paul, basically Paul and Gene, by putting them in there? At, with the makeup on and sometimes mimicking uh, Ace's moves or some of his songs or the space uh, shooting the guitar out, you know, things like that. What is your thoughts on that as far as the fans are concerned? Uh, they, they are absolutely not, dis in my opinion, they are not disrespecting, disrespecting anyone. It, it is like saying to me, is putting Tuka Rask in a Bruins jersey disrespecting you know, Gary Ch Jerry Cheevers? No. You, you know, it, it, it's a team. Do, do the Bruins stop playing because Raymond Bork has retired? Do the Yankees are, are do the Yankees have to change their uniform because Babe Ruth has moved on? I mean, it's it, it's silly. Kiss is a brand. This is the 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 face that they sell. And they should have every right to sell that face as it is. I mean, it just is. You know, people people always get on me by talking about brands and business, but it is a business. It's not the music. Give me a hug. It's music. It's the music business. And yep. Kiss has every right to have a public face. You know, you're asking Kiss <clears throat> to change their look would be the same as asking Coca Cola to redesign their cans. Because it's not 1987 anymore. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not disrespectful. In fact, I think it's respecting the fans by saying, this is the look that you know. We're going to give you the look that you know. Unfortunately, the people that were in those roles before cannot be here uh, for whatever reason, whether it's, uh, you know, um, medical reasons or whether it's uh, legal. Re they can't be there. So, And you know what? Kiss would have retired in 2000. We are now 20 years later, and we're here 20 years later because of Tommy, because of Eric, and because of the decision Paul and Gene made. So I'm I'm grateful that I got an extra 20 years of Kiss. And and listen, I was at that Manchester show in February of 2020. I loved every minute of that day. And had they not made those decisions we would not have had that moment. So, you know, whatever. And 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 Eddie is, I love Eddie Trunk. 
he he has his right. If he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it. That's fine. Listen, I don't like Bjork, but should I <laughs> you know, should you not be a Bjork fan? Of course you should be a Bjork. If you like Bjork, then go be a Bjork fan and buy every album she's ever made and go to every show. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean you shouldn't like it. So I'm fine with it. And and if Eddie doesn't feel, you know, simpatico with the new kids, well, okay. But he's simpatico with a whole bunch of other bands, and he promotes other bands, and good. That's that's the way it should be. But the well, problem well I said, have, well said. yeah, I mean, yeah, you're hitting a lot of these great points, and we're in a complete agreement with you. The problem we have, and that we vent about, is that they he holds, and he's got a very <laughs> nice. he's got a very big microphone, and he holds Kiss to a different standard than other bands, and whether we talk about. The supposed tracks that apparently no other band that goes on a show talks he talks about, or the whole costume and switching members up. Is there anybody in Foreigner that's original anymore? I mean, there you can go down the line, but it seems to be that Kiss gets more shit for this, and and that's the thing that bugs me is that they single Kiss mm-hmm. out and they put it on them, and it's not to say, well, you can have your opinion, I can have mine. It's that. I am voicing my opinion out to a mass audience to agree with my thought that Kiss don't pay attention to them. That's not real Kiss. And that's what annoys me. I I know it annoys Tom as well. And a lot of Kiss fans out there. And this isn't a shit fest on your friend, but that's the part that's out there in social media that's still somewhat prevalent. The Kiss Army, you know what it is. Yeah. First of all, I, I think part of it is somewhat personal because of the relationship with Ace and Peter that he has. Uh, I think also the fact, uh, well, it seems as though the Kiss camp has gone out of their way to, to not cooperate with him. And, and listen, you could make the exact same accusations with me when it comes to Nirvana. I, I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have taken almost every opportunity to make uh, snide comments about them and fairly or unfairly, whether it's mature or not mature. I mean, those are all other debates, you know, it, it just is. Uh, and, and he has that platform and he has that microphone. And before you condemn Eddie and say, Oh, he's a horrible human being. Let's just remember that for the last 30 years, for the, the, the late nineties to the early two thousands, there was really one voice talking about Firehouse and Warrant and Pretty Boy Floyd, and and it was Eddie. And if it wasn't for Eddie, I don't think we'd have an M3 festival. I don't think we'd have the early days of Rocklahoma when it was an 80s festival. I don't think – I think a lot of that stuff would have fallen to the wayside. I think the Quiet Riots and the Warrants of the World might have fallen off the map had it not been for him championing it. And And you know what? Uh, Kiss doesn't need Eddie Trunk to champion it. Kiss doesn't need Mitch LaFont to champion them. Kiss doesn't need you or, or your friend to champion them. Kiss can exist without us championing them, whereas the Warrants and the Quiet Riots couldn't have existed without Eddie Trunk championing them. So, you know, is it is it annoying that he's bashing our favorite band? Maybe. Does it remove his importance in the grand scheme of things? No, absolutely not. You know, it doesn't. And And me bashing Nirvana... Maybe I should stop, but we all, we all have our whipping boy. You know, we all do. Well said, Mitch. Well said. So that being said, talking about original members and, you know, the new guys, 
Let's circle back. We talked about this at the beginning, but now let's talk about it a little bit more before, you know, before we wrap it up. So we'll record, this is Monday, uh, March 16th. I think it was yesterday, Sunday, March 15th was the uh, anniversary of destroyer. Now in terms of being simpatico here, Mitch and myself, look, I love all kiss. I love a lot of what's on destroyer, but I am on a lot to hate too. Sweet paint is just, I'm, (laughs) Hold on, hold on, slow down, slow down, Zeus. Great expectations is just fucking garbage from start. I'm on on record as saying it's a tremendously overrated album because it is hit. It's top heavy with hits, and it's and it's bottom heavy with garbage. Go ahead. Shout it out loud, Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, unquestionable. Some of the best stuff they've ever done. But what I've always said about Bob Ezrin, and it's funny because I did another show with another bunch of people that. I always find that Bob Ezrin makes Bob Ezrin solo albums and it's like Destroyer as performed by Kiss. Welcome to my nightmare. You know, Bob yes. Ezrin's Welcome to My Nightmare as performed by Alice Cooper. He injects so much of his personality that it deviates from what these bands are. And he brings in so many ghost musicians. You know, you look at the history of Kiss and you hear Ace say, well, I didn't know they brought in Dick Wagner. And, and, and you hear Peter Chris go, well, Bob Bezrin wanted to bring in. And I th- and then you look at Alice Cooper. Well, the band, I think he brings in a lot of discontentment, which leads to these eventual breakups and stuff. And And it's not really a Kiss record. Kiss records do not have violins. They don't, or they shouldn't. Is it a, you know, a great experimental Oh, yeah, great. I don't want Kiss to experiment. You too can go experiment. Madonna can go experiment. Kiss should just plug in four guys and play. Is that sort of pedestrian way to see the band? Maybe. But but I think but but I think I think you're right, Mitch. And and I think the band agrees with you because they acknowledge what Destroyer did for their career and what Beth did for their career. But they agree with you because their next album was Eddie Kramer plug in and do rock and roll over they they yes. they knew they knew that they recognized what destroyer did for them as a band and for their career but they also realized what it did to some diehard listeners that were like wait a minute i don't want to hear a calliope at the end of whatever yes. flaming youth but let's go even further then they try to experiment a little bit on dynasty with the disco beats and the disco rhythm and then they go into the uh, unmasked era and then they go into the elder with the whole and you know what they do to save their career? They get two creatures and they plug in and play. Now, there's 87 different guys plugging in and playing. Okay, great. I'll give you that. But they get back to bass, drums, guitar, vocal, fuck it, let's go. And all the other albums where their career sort of went ooh, down the hill is where they started unmasked. Had they taken out the keyboards and rocked it up? probably be more respected the elder had they gotten away from this whole concept thing and just plugged in and play and just made you know i and and what was it don't run or whatever more rock we probably wouldn't be having this discussion so every time they've experimented it has led to a significant drop off in fan followers you can argue it all you want but the facts are there after dynasty the tour didn't sell after unmasked nothing sold after the elder Fuck it. We got to take off the makeup, you know. Uh, so, you know, and, and even um, what you call it, revenge. You talked about revenge before they started getting all cutesy cutesy with the power ballads and the forevers. 
and it started going downhill again. And then revenge, guess what? Plug in and play. That's what Kiss should be. They should just be plug in and play. None of this other stuff. Zeus, go ahead, defend your album. Uh, (laughs) All I'm going to say is that first three opening songs, I don't know. I can't think of any other album, rock, anything for three songs in a row, especially opening. Better three songs. uh, Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, and God of Thunder. Nothing's going to beat that. And I like Sweet Pain. Not a big fan of Flaming Youth or Great Expectations, but it's still there. Oh, yeah. um, Flaming you, the, the mythical uh, godly song, which is fucking <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and, I, and you know I, what? I, go ahead. Detroit Rock City and King of the Nighttime World would all be better if there wasn't all the fake car crap. If they just you put the record down, and the first thing you hear is dan na 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 instead of <laughs> oh, how, how much better would that be? Can you imagine being at a Kiss show and they run the tape just before with all the the You'd be sitting there going, all right, car crash, car crash, car. Could you just fucking play the song? You know, like Metallica does that before one in concerts. Yeah. They play the, and I, and I sit there and I go, all right, bombs, bombs. Could you just fucking play the, fir- the you know? Yeah. Can you imagine how boring a Kiss show would be if they actually ran the sound effect tape before these songs? You, you'd want to kill yourself. <laughs> you know? Big fan, big fan of Bob Ezra and are you now, huh? No. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I love Bob. He makes great records, but I will keep saying it and I will repeat it till the day I die. He makes great Bob Ezrin solo records and he gets these different bands to play on them. Now, that that being said, I think Revenge is to me. Revenge is my favorite non makeup kiss album because I because I because I think that's one of the few Bob Ezrin albums that really isn't Bob Ezrin up like Destroyer, like The Elder you know, like Welcome to My Nightmare or whatever. I think it's a plug-in-and-play rock album. I think, you know, right. there's a couple little there's a couple little things, you know, like that little breakdown in uh, I Just Wanna, you know, Thank that's, you. yep, that's, that's a little... Where I was, that's, yeah, that's where a, I was going, Tom. That's yeah, where I was going. And, and don't forget, he was up to his old tricks. You know, you, you get Kevin Valentine that comes in and does a ghost drum. You get yep. Dig Wagner on Every Time I Look at You that comes in and does a ghost guitar thing. And it's like, True. really? Like, you can't fucking get Bruce Kulik to do that. He, he did it during the Unplugged uh, in 95. So if he could do it in 95, there's no reason why he couldn't have done it in whatever, 91 or 92, whenever they record. You know, like, like really, you have to start bringing in the buddies again. Like, ah, stop it. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've spoken to the band members. There, there are a couple of them that were sort of upset that, you know, Bruce didn't do that solo in there. And now the the, the Eric Valentine, uh, sorry, Eric, Kevin Valentine yeah. thing, apparently they had already gone out, start the promo tour and it had to be fixed. And Okay, that's a different story. Uh, but bringing in Dick Wagner, why? Why was Dick Wagner needed on the Revenge album? Yes, he plays great. Yes, he was a great guy, but... He's not better than Bruce Kulick. Yeah, well, some might say yes, but still, Bruce could have handled it. Bruce could have handled it. Bruce could yeah, Bruce could handle anything. Maybe he Bruce, needed so. to do 40 takes to get it right. I don't know. I don't think he would. I think he probably could nail it in three or four. But, yeah. but you know, back to the same games. It's always the same games with Bob. Let me get my friends in. Let me get my friends. Fucking leave your friends at home. <laughs> Jesus. Now that you think of makes me think hard, I'm like, God well, damn it. Pink Floyd, the wall. Okay, great. Yep. What happened to Pink Floyd by by the mid '80s or five, four or five years later? It was all fucking down the drain. What happened to the Alice Cooper group after yep, yeah. Welcome to My Nightmare? It was all down the drain. 
Yeah, you interesting. Know. Interesting. No, Look but what he's band. no, what he's saying right now makes me think. Like, God damn it, he's right. Kiss performed. Four members performed on the first three albums. All of a sudden, he comes in and hey, you play this, you play this, and then ever since Destroyer. There's always ghost guys coming in And then Ace doesn't need to go there Ah, you don't need me to play this And then Peter gets pissy, doesn't work on his craft And he starts going down the drain And then they're just used to Paul and Gene And whoever comes in, ah, it's no big deal We can always bring somebody in They're not sticking to, we're a band, you're in this band You play on this album Yeah, and shit, don't everything forget, changed Even God. Gene started not showing so, up You know, on yeah. Unmasked I, I don't know about, on. I can't remember on D- Dynasty But Unmasked a lot of the bass parts were uh, oh, yeah. that guy Harper, t- Tony Harper, Tommy Harper, or whatever. There, w- there was Harper on there. There was uh, eventually in the 90s or the 80s, there was Jean Beauvoir, the, you know, uh, Mitch yep. Weissman. All of a sudden, the yeah, we don't have to be. And that's what makes a band. You have to be those guys. <laughs> Zeus, it's, uh, Zeus, did we just convince you that Destroyer stinks? No. <laughs> destroyed the no. band. No, he's going to convince me about... Like this, uh, Bob he destroyed the maybe he's not as cool. Yeah, maybe he's not as cool. God damn it. He's not. You're gonna have an uh, I hate Bob Ezrin episode coming up, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. But, oh, anyways, God. man, that's that's a great conversation. Thank you. And it yes. does enlighten me and open up my eyes to this. Holy shit. Now, so, take destroyer, take destroyer and take those three songs and take out all the sound effects. How much more powerful would it be if those chords just hit you right between the eyes right away? Boom, boom, boom. That's why I say that's why I say I wouldn't take those side effects away. I God of Thunder with whatever he has with his little kids there makes that so awesome. Whatever he did, that spookiness, that effect, those chains rattling the back, whatever that noise is, that makes it awesome. I like the live version too, and there's the studio version. I like the live version, I mean the studio version of Detroit Rock City where it builds up and then the car crash and then it goes into King of the Nighttime World. All right. But the live version is different. We have two versions. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna criticize his his style. I love the album, but well, I, listen, I prefer the, is, I prefer all the greatest hits versions of Detroit Rock City because it's just a song. <laughs> so before we let you go, Mitch, and thank you so much for the for the time that you've given us. Yeah. Tell, can you can you tell us? Can you can you give us any uh, sneak peeks about anything that you may have in the burner? For, kiss related or anything that's going on any more shows or anything that might be coming up interviews or anything that you can talk about well you know listen i've been trying for uh ever since the the beginning of of the of the year to get an actual kiss interview and it was supposed to happen and then we had a time and all that set up and then the publicist that set it up uh, left the, uh, <laughs> the publicity plays so then it fell through because i would send emails and then nothing came back and then i I finally got a return email that says, uh, please note that I have left this thing as of this date. All And it's just like, oh, God, now i got to fucking start the whole process. <laughs> so there was supposed to be a kiss interview. It didn't happen. Uh, I am hoping to get to the Atlantic City show in August. Um, but as we speak, listen, the Canadian border is shut down. Yeah, that can't, just happened I, today. Yep. Can't leave the country. Or if I can, I can't come back. Yep. Um, they are now talking of uh, Trump was just talking about how things aren't going to be normalized till August. So who knows if travel is going to happen? Who knows if the tour is going to happen? I, I'm assuming yeah. that the tour is going to get uh, postponed, if not canceled. 
or at least a leg and not the entire tour, I'm sure by, you know, it, who knows? There, there's too many questions right now. So, uh, and, and as far as, as interviews, you know, nothing's going on. Why, why would Paul Stanley or, or Gene Simmons get on the phone with anybody to discuss anything kiss related in the immediate future? There's nothing to promote. Yeah, it's and, true. It's a, it's an unfortunate, uncertain time for, for everybody, obviously in general, but like you said, the the music business, the band business, the touring business, it's a, it's a tough time. Well, even the interviewing business, you know, I get pitched bands all the time. You want to interview this, that, that, that. And my inbox this week has been completely vacant. I mean, I have one interview scheduled on Wednesday with a guy from System of the Down, but then okay. I've got nothing scheduled for the rest of the month. Now, wow. you know, could, could I scrounge something up? Could I, you know, call a buddy and say, hey, whatever, Jeff Pilson, can you? They probably would do it. But in terms of new content promoting new stuff, it, it's pretty much shut the door. There's just, yeah. what are you going to promote? Why, why are you going to get on a, a radio show or a podcast and promote your new tour? There's no tours. There's no tours, <laughs> but, yeah. You know, even the stadium tour with Def Leppard, they have stopped so far from what I've noticed uh, soliciting interviews because we don't even know if that in June is going to happen at this point. So why are you going to get on there and promote anything? So. You know, my that my interview show is, is going to wind down at some point, not not be eliminated. But I think I might end up being once every two weeks, once a month. Who knows? Because what, what are you going to promote? Right. You know, and how, how often are you going to get on the air and say, hey, guess what? Seventy five other bands have canceled their, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you can't spend every moment of the day just talking about how everybody's canceling everything. So. So, who, but all I know is between now and April first, as as of today, I have one interview scheduled with a member of System of a. Wow! I just hit the pause button by mistake with System, that's okay. and that's it, uh, and that's it. So, wow, that's always, crazy. You can always do a Kiss podcast. There's plenty of things to talk about there, brother. Well, yeah, they're, 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 listen, uh, content-wise, uh, you know, you have to reimagine things, and I could go on, you know, a, a whole hour of my favorite Cheap Trick records or my favorite, you know, do a top 20, like Eddie's doing a top 20 Judas Priest. I could do, but, you know, I'm supposed to interview rock stars. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> right, right, that's right, the gig. Right. I know, right? I know. Yeah, that, that's, sort of the, that's sort of the gig, but uh, yeah. anyway, I, luckily I have some stored up. I, you know, I just put up Dennis D. Young today. I've got a two-parter wow. with uh, a member of uh, UE Lewis that I'm going to put up one part tomorrow, one part later this week. Uh, what else do I have in the in, in the? I've got uh, the the band Heavy Petting that have reunited after 30 years or what. So I've got some 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 chestnuts in the in the fire or whatever. But yep. But soon I'll have nothing. Oh boy. Well, we're going to keep still uh, looking for you and checking you out because um, you know the podcast is great. Social media, we always look forward to the uh, this day in you know the historical on this day. Uh, yeah. on this day yes, always you know, always I'm good. Ask you that. I'm going to do some market research. You know, a lot of on the, there's a lot of on this day. Sorry, I just hit all I hit all the passes over here. <laughs> um, there's a lot of on this day Twitter feeds and stuff like that, and they'll just go on this day, kiss release destroyer. I always go that extra mile, I think, and go on this day, blah, 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 and it had this favorite song, or or I put in song lyrics, or... I love it. Yep. I try to, I, I don't want to say I try to cheese it up a bit, but I try to, you know, uh, 
should I be doing that or should I just go with the straight old facts? Because I get I get a lot of ribbing, especially when I do on this day, they release this single and then I somehow work in the lyrics. Or I on- personally I personally think it's awesome when you try to get the lyrics as part of the part of the phraseology there of, of the tweet. But w- yeah. one thing at one, one song titles, I try to work in song titles on well, the album. Well, that too. Right. That too. That too. But one thing that you need to stop doing. Yes. Is calling poison mighty. Oh, stop. <laughs> poison is not mighty. Okay. Okay. Cause I love when you say on this day, the mighty Van Halen on this day, the mighty ACDC on this day, the mighty kiss on this day, the mighty poison. No. First of all, let me explain. Uh, there, there are bands that I sometimes don't put the moniker mighty on, on not on purpose, but I leave it out because I want that, that conversation. So like if I do Led Zeppelin or if I do, I, I won't put mighty and, and I'll get somebody going, wait, you just said mighty poison, but Led Zeppelin <laughs> don't get it. And I go, thank you for helping my analytics. Thanks, you there just, you go. Right now that said, uh, as far as poison goes, I do find them mighty in the sense that, first of all, I'm friends with the band members. Okay. And, and and Ricky Rocket has been nothing but super nice over the last, God, uh, at least 20, 25 years. He's just been absolutely a, a true rock star to me, just as nice as nice can be, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, there was a time where uh, I walked into a record store and I saw the poison. Look what the cat dragged in. The cassette, <laughs> the cassette <laughs> was on sale for five ninety nine, where all the other albums were, you know, in Montreal, twelve ninety nine, twelve nine, ten nine, twelve. Wow! And I said, I said, you know what? I've only got six or seven bucks on me. I'm going to buy this thing. And I played it in the car. Cause the, the store was, you know, I live in a village. The store was 45 minutes away from me. So I essentially heard the album twice on the way home in full. And I, I, it was just fun. It was, it was summer when I bought it. You know, it's it a like, great whatever. album. It, it, it is yeah, a great and, album. And, and you know what? They, they, they have always, they've never shied away from being poisoned. True. No matter what the haters have said, no matter what critics have said, they come out and whether you want to call it cheese or you want to call it serious rock, whatever, they've always come out and they've just been poisoned. There has never been the poison uh, uh, um, dark grunge album. album or the poison yeah. grunge album or the yeah. uh, what am I trying to say? Operation Mindcrime is a uh, concept. concept. That's what I'm looking for. Yep. Thank you. They've never done the they've just said, hey, this is poison. We do three-minute disposable rock songs. Do you want to buy into it like you want to buy a McDonald's cheeseburger? And for for 30 years, I've gone, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm kind of in the mood for a cheeseburger. I don't need the whole fucking steak and the potatoes and the rice and the parsley. Sometimes I just want the cheese. And so for that, they have been mighty because they have stayed focused. We are poison. This is poison. If you want whatever... Go go listen to you two. Go listen to Metallica. Go, yep. you know. There, there's no there's no load or reload or Lulu or <laughs> or or Saint yep. Anger in the Poison canon. There is no. They they've just been poison, and there's they've no been elder. Unabashed. No, they've unabashedly said this is poison. Look what the cat dragged in, and you just go, yeah. You know what? Sometimes that's just what I and and 
people. And we just talked about set list. They haven't changed their set list in 25 years. But you know what? When you go to a poison show, you know exactly what you're going to get. You know exactly. It's going to be 73 minutes long. But you walk out with a smile because they just deliver what yep. you want them to deliver. You know, you shouldn't eat McDonald's, but God damn, put the smile. It's good. <laughs> yeah. When you dig into that nugget, you're like, fuck, this is processed food and it's greasy. And <laughs> then you bite into it and you go, yeah, fuck it. I'm allowed <laughs> And, and and one more thing real quick. The other thing that I love about the, uh, you know, uh, this day in or today, I'm, I'm sorry, whatever. On this we, day. On this day. Uh, <laughs> who, who we who we like to refer to as the the release police, oh. who also goes by the name of Mr. Kurt Gooch, if we can yes. say his name. We yeah. love him and we, we've we've gotten into him with him on our Facebook page, but there is nothing that excites me more than having somebody say, on this day, Kiss released this and just waiting for the Kurt Gooch tweet or Facebook comment saying, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, uh, Kurt is uh, he he is properly researched and his information oh, yeah, yeah. is probably very accurate. And I've had this conversation with him, like yep. the, the Kiss album, the Kiss Kiss album. Yep. The the date that everybody goes by, including Kiss, is February 18th. The actual release date, historically, is February 8th. But it is hard for me or for anyone to go on this day, February 8th, Kiss Kiss came out, and then have the actual Kiss 10 days later say, hey, because fans are going to go, oh, you're an idiot because you didn't, Kiss would know better than you. No, well, yep. no, actually, not necessarily because they just, the story that I've understood is that somewhere along the line, they had to retranscribe the discography for whatever release, and somebody made a typo, and somebody added a one, and all of a sudden, February 8th became February 18th. And if you look at the magazines and blah, blah, blah of the day, and, and Kirsch had provided them with me, it says, Kiss Ball, new band releasing. Fe-. If you look at the material from 1970, whatever, three or four, it clearly says on February 8th next week. Wow. It clearly says it. Yeah. So February 8th is clearly the correct day if you do the digging. But how are you going to beat the machine? It's hard to beat the machine. It's true. You know, yeah. the only one where I have pushed back are really our releases like for a while. Uh, they would say on January 1st. Rush, whatever, January 1st, 1979 or whatever, Rush released Permanent Waves. And it's like, nobody fucking released anything on February, on January 1st. Up in Canada, stores were closed because, you know, nobody put out a release on a day where stores were traditionally closed because, you know, not unlike now, back in yep. those days, there was no Sunday shopping. There were, things were closed. So if you're telling me it was released on Christmas Day or on January 1st, I go, nah, no, it wasn't because shit was closed. <laughs> so th- those are the ones where I'll push back. And and Rush for a long time was promoting this idea of January 1st, like, dear Rush, sore. And now you go to their website and they've gone, okay, it's January 14th. Okay, that, yeah. Nah. But listen, when Kiss or Led Zeppelin or, 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 or the Rolling Stones or ACDC says, our album was released on this day, you got to go, well, I can either fight the machine and have every fan go, you're a fucking idiot. Or you just go, well, all right, I'm going to jump on. So 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 Curtis is is right in his 
approach, but he's also wrong in the sense to think that I can or somebody else can beat the machine because a lot of this is comes down to perception. And if they perceive you to be wrong, even if you're right, you're screwed. So what I've done now is, uh, especially on the kiss stuff, because I know Kurt's going to get in there. I'll go, according to the band's official website, this was released on this day. (laughs) You have to play defense against him because you know he's going (laughs) to say. Well, no, but it's not just for him. It's because there are, there are, especially with Kiss, there are very good uh, historians that will come up and say, no, 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 no. And I'll Mm -hmm. say, listen, okay, but according to the official source or according to the band, it's this. And that sort of mitigates it because in one sense you can sort of say, well, okay, the band's wrong. Yeah, okay. But I have but but the perception has to be that you're accurate. And I do my best to be absolutely accurate. I check three, four, five, six sources. Uh there was one the other day with uh, David Coverdale. And I checked into it and some said, Well, it's March sixth, and some said it's March seventh, and some and I just went, Okay, you know what? I'm not posting it. Because there's there doesn't seem to be a straight answer. Five sites will say March 6th. Five sites say March 7th. Five sites say... Mar- <laughs> you know? So so uh, so I do throw a lot of stuff aside going, I don't have, a, I don't have an answer. I don't yeah. have an answer. But y- you can't beat KISS. If KISS says it's February 18th... It's got to be that, yeah. It, I, and, and, you know, the story of the typo, probably a very legitimate story, but... Kiss fans will look at that and say, "Oh, Kiss must know the." And I've had people go, "Kiss knows when they release stuff." It's like, it's like, yeah, well, you know what? Maybe not. not maybe not. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, in fact, a lot of bands don't know, and a lot of bands don't remember. Listen, I did a Kiss tribute album in 2013, the yes. uh, A World with Heroes. Excellent. I put yes. that all Very together. Good. I spent nine months putting that together, and sometimes people will say, "Oh, I really love the song that whatever." Uh, honeymoon suite did and i'll go were they on there and and, and you you just forget it's not it's not malicious it's not stupidity it's sometimes you're just like oh yeah okay yeah you're right i I forgot i had in there so you know and and paul's done that a lot he'll say oh uh we're gonna play take me from love gun and you go i ain't on love gun (laughs) you know it's it's not stupidity. It's not maliciousness. It's you, you forget because you're yep. doing so much stuff. You know. Yep. Uh, so you know. Anyway. Crazy. Anyway, there we are. Zeus, well, anything you anything before we uh, no, let Mitch go? No, yeah. no. I mean, it's been enlightening listening to you. I funny. I like how he does like that voice, which is like I I call it like the toxic kiss fan voice. Ooh, like when they always like <laughs> just have to come back and just like Jesus Christ, I'm never gonna win. What do you think of it? It's that fine. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Um, now go burn like, your destroyer album. Yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> but hey, well, Mitch. Well, go ahead. last go thing ahead. I want to add is so yeah. we. I want to say honestly, thank you very much. You were yeah. gracious to, with your time. You were very kind to us when we met you in person. Thank you for coming on. And um, while we're in the playoffs, give me a, a say hello from yeah. Montreal. I don't think there's going to, by the way, just speaking of playoffs, the NHL announced that if they resume their season, it will be a 24 I know, team I playoff because they're not going to finish the regular season, apparently. So they're going to sort of throw a net so that the people that were in the race and could have maybe finished, um, 
Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe oh. Montreal still has a chance. I, it's very, very strange. I, I, I'm a think. I'm, I'm thinking they're just going to cancel the whole thing. But uh, boy, I, I, I don't no, know how you finish not. this. I, know. I don't know how you finish. I think you basically have to rent out one arena and just have every game in that one arena with no fans. I, I honestly, I don't see any other option. You, you, you basically need to, and not Madison Square Garden because that would put everybody in New York, which is very dangerous. You basically have to go like to the middle of Saskatchewan yeah. and find a rink that had that that's in a village of twelve people, <laughs> and basically just have every playoff game played on a neutral site and then just broadcast. That that that's the only because you can't you can't tell these teams. You're going to fly from New York to L.A., New York to L.A., New York to L.A. Oh, now you won. Now you're going to do New York to San Jose. You can't. You can't. So it's going to have to be 24 teams in the middle of fucking Saskatchewan trucking out to that rink on different buses on different days, never seeing each other, sanitizing the locker rooms in between games. It's the only way you can do it. You know, it's funny. Your fellow Canadian there, Jericho, put up, a. I saw some meme or something. They had, like, corona all throughout U.S. and Canada, and it stopped right in Winnipeg. He's like, even <laughs> corona doesn't want to come to Winnipeg. So I'm like, that's where you put it while you're saying that. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where you put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, Mitch, plus, Winnipeg, plus Winnipeg in June still has uh, snow, so the virus won't be able to survive. Perfect. <laughs> Mitch, thank you so much for taking the time. We had a blast. Hopefully we can do this again. Thank you so Absolutely. much, buddy. Oh, we Take got care. plenty of free time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks again, again, buddy. Take Here's care. There. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So that was a lot of fun. As you can see, Mitch, uh, huge Kiss fan, huge music fan. We had a lot of fun talking to him about, you know, the end of the road tour when we ran into him in Manchester, um, talking about, you know, some of what's going on with the controversy that you hear about, you know, Eric and Tommy wearing the makeup, his thoughts on that. Got into a little bit of discussion about uh, what we all think of Destroyer. That was a lot of fun, and then uh, and then just some music talk in general, especially with what's going on, uh, you know, in in the the current situation right now. So we want to thank Mitch again. That was a lot of fun. We hope we can have him on again to talk more Kiss. But um, we really enjoyed that, and we hope you guys did too. Yeah, he was such a gracious guy with us. Very very knowledgeable about the you know. The whole industry, uh, kiss, kiss specific. Um, you know, it's funny because the next day uh, I needed to get a couple things from him, and uh, we Tommy was available, so I talked with him. And Tom was like, "Oh, how would he go?" I'm like, "Dude, you would have fucking hated it." The first 45 minutes, all we talked about was the Montreal Canadiens and the Boston <laughs> Bruins. What the Canadians need to do to get into the playoffs. Oh, God. Cole Julian, the former Bruins coach, the former Habs coach, and now the Habs coach again. Yep. It was just hockey talk. Tom would have put a fucking bullet in his head. We were talking about <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens' poor draft record and everything, and I was in heaven. And me, me and him were loving it, but Tom would have been like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, that would have been. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was such a great guy. So a couple things come to mind when I when we when I think of this interview specific. Um I I I like that we threw out the things that were, you know, the, the controversial things about Kiss and we asked his thoughts on them. The first yep. one, you know, like not in order, but like we asked him about what does he think about the criticism of fake Fraley and cheater Chris. Yep. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was interesting to get his, his, 
you know his uh, perspective on it. Everybody has their opinion. We know we know what uh, what what Stewart thinks about it. Um, you know, and Mitch had his own opinions, and uh, you know, I think that's what makes this good, and that we appreciate the honesty. And it was uh, it was just really interesting talking to somebody like Zeus said that's that's in the industry. Um, you know, that's connected, that, that sees these bands and interviews these, these musicians and these promoters and these managers, um, just, you know, just really good stuff, you know, our, our, a good time talking to somebody in, in the, in the know. Yeah. And the other thing that I really enjoyed is that talk we had about the set list. Yeah. The songs. Right. Yep, so, absolutely. you know, it, these are things that we always love to hear other people share their opinion. Whether it's, you know, it, it it's exactly aligns with ours or it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And, you know, we we brought up our good friend Stuart, you know, a.k.a. Eddie Trunk. And, you know, he didn't hold back. He defended him. He calls him his friend and he is his friend. And, and God bless them in their friendship. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, we like we say all the time with us, we we joke about Kiss. We can make fun of Kiss because he's Kiss is part of our family. Yep. Whereas we think those outside guys, you're not coming from a good place when you're making fun of them. No, you're, you're trying not coming, to hurt coming, the band. Yeah, exactly. And you're trying to hurt the fandom. You're trying to make it so that peace, people won't buy their music, won't go to their concert. So you're not coming from a good. We're telling you, go buy that shit so you can laugh at that song or go yep. watch this video so you can giggle about fucking to- uh, Tommy's. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate Paul's, it. Paul's wardrobe. <laughs> Tommy's wardrobe. But you get what we're saying. But we're the first ones to tell you, oh, no, you're mistaken. Fucking The Elder has some awesome tracks. You need to go buy that album. You know? Yep. No, it's true. It's true. So it was a good time for sure. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Absolutely. So that being said, let's move on to a question, Tom. So this is off of Facebook. Uh, this comes from Alan and it's uh it's a timely question. It's a, it's, it's a quick, easy one, but just be interested to see what you think. So with all the self dis, uh, social distancing, self quarantining, etc., Um, if you had to choose to be self quarantined with either kiss DVDs or kiss CDs, which would you choose? You can only have one. Uh, you either get the music, the the CDs, or however you call. Are they all of them like unlimited? Yes. Yep. You'd get the library of Kiss DVDs or the library of Kiss CDs. That's it. Do I know what Kiss is? What do you mean? Like, am I going on an island now? Having experienced Kiss? No, 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 not, an, not not an island. Right now, right now, the governor comes down and says you are stuck in your house for the next fourteen days. You can't get out. However, I need oh, to collect Kiss CDs. Kiss CDs. Kiss CD. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, because see, they're. If I get exposed, um, if I get uh, our favorite there, uh, Extreme Close-Up, you know, Kiss Rock Nation, all that stuff, that's wonderful. But I don't get some some of my favorite tracks, which I love. Okay. The deep cuts. Okay. So, you know, if I didn't know what – I already know what Kiss looks like. So I have that image in my head. So knowing what Kiss looks like, I'd rather listen to the music. If I didn't know what Kiss looked like – I'd want the CDs in the DVD. I mean, the DVDs, because I'd get to experience all of that and see like, holy fuck, and have that in my imagination. 
See, for me, I'm the exact opposite. I would take the DVDs so that I could watch them as a movie visually and still consume the music while I'm watching the videos, watching the watch the live concerts on Kissology, watch, you know, Rock the Nation, watch Second Coming, all those things. So I'm consuming both the audio and the video. It would be tough to not have the, the music, the CDs or the digital, whatever, but I would go I would go DVDs, I think. But okay. it's a good question. Hopefully that uh, hopefully we don't have to make that decision anytime soon. But that was a good exactly, one. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. yep. Thank so, you. Um, you want to tell people where they can find us? Yeah, we uh, we are on all the social medias, as hopefully you guys can see Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email at shout it out loudcast at gmail dot com. Um, and where else are we on? Uh, you know, part of the Pantheon podcast family. Um, we're on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all those, uh, any place you can get a podcast, we're there. Yeah. Um, Tom mentioned it. Give us one of those five star reviews on Apple, iTunes. You can, um, we call it star child reviews. Those five star child reviews help people find us on, you know, the internet, help find us in podcast world. They move us up the ladder. And then we can get, you know, some big guests on and things like that that we'd like to have on because of, you know, what you guys do for us. And we're greatly appreciative of all that. So please continue to give us those great reviews um, and email us. We love the emails. We have a ton of them for you today. Email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. We also would like to thank um, our good friend, uh, Ed Spangenberg from Click Tea Shop. Uh, Ed is sponsoring this year's gift, and he will tell you what that is shortly. Um, for the winner of the Kiss non makeup um, madness tournament. And um, thank you, Ed, for doing that. And Click Tea Shop, you can find them and all your shouted out loudcast merchandise there. Um, you can find them on Click K L I C K. T-E-E-S-H-O-P dot com. Yep. And we got a couple uh, messages, emails, et cetera, we want to read. So I got, so I got, we got a Facebook message we got last week. This is from, this is from Tyler Hoffman. And he says, just listen to you for the first time. You guys are fucking hilarious. I damn near pissed myself from laughing so hard. Good points delivered in an entertaining fashion. You fucking rock. Thanks so much. No, Tyler. Tyler, thank you so much. That is awesome. Love it. Thank you so much. And welcome to the show. I was going to say bonus points, Tom, for swearing, too. Exactly. Absolutely. That's that's what we attract. And then uh, let's see. We got a couple of YouTube comments here. You do. You do. You do. This one is from uh, Mark Stewart. I wonder if this is the I wonder if this is Eddie Trunk's YouTube name, Mark Stewart. This is uh, from last week's episode, the uh, Makeup Madness Tournament Preview. He says, I've been trying to email you. Uh, okay, here we go. The, the Anyway, the best, the two best non-makeup year songs to me will always be Exciter and Unholy. Ooh, interesting. All right. Then we got a, then we got a nice long one from everybody's favorite YouTube commenter, Mr. Marty White. Are you ready for this one, people? Brace yourselves. This is becoming a segment of the show, the Marty White YouTube comment. 
the worst. Oh, this is from last year. We talked about, uh, we had a question about best and worst kiss costumes. Yeah. Okay. So he says the worst costume ever was one of Paul's after they did the creature celebration a few years ago. Paul kept wearing his ensemble long after the celebration was over. In case you've been able to block the image, I'll remind you. Paul had furry boots, a half shirt, and a tail. From the front, he looked like he had decent abs. But when the camera caught him from the side, you could see the abs were painted on and that his belly fat was creeping over his belt. Star Grandpa is in good shape for a guy his age. And I suspect the belly fat is from all those Brussels sprouts (laughs) cooked in bacon fat. I also think the animal tail he wore was really a butt plug. <laughs> Zeus might have a need for it on the crew on the cruise when he rooms with that hairy Danish giant. <laughs> he can bring his own, but along with the guitars, Paul Staley sells his for twenty one thousand. Check out. PaulStanleyGoodieBag.com for availability. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Fucking no. Marty White, man. That no guy's comment. The best. No comment. Um, oh, here's god a, a great email we got. Um, <laughs> this is from Steve Warsap. Hi, Tom and Zeus. Just a word to say thanks for the best podcast I've ever heard. Ever since your induction episode, you have produced great episode after great episode. You always come up with great topics to cover and add your unique humor to each one. It is so good to hear two people not afraid to rip into the, rip into the band that we all still love. Mix in in humor with facts, impressions, news, music, and your own great spin on things is so much fun. I eagerly await each new episode and you never fail to make me smile and laugh as a kiss fan for over 40 years. It makes a difference from how serious some of the serious forum sites take themselves. <laughs> I love all decades of kiss and seen them more times than I care to re- than I can remember. And the one thing that it really pissed me off is all this diet kiss bollocks. <laughs> So my immediately I'm thinking out loud off. Uh, let me just finish it. Keep up the great work guys. And thanks for all you do much appreciated. And thanks again. You make my weekend so much better. So wow. immediately my think is Bullocks. He's from, he's from great Britain. Yeah, he is. Yep. Um, Steve is a great, great uh, listener of the show loves to comment and stuff like that. But this is what makes it so much fun. I get to sit back and all my problems and issues that I've had during the work week go away because I sit down with my buddy here and we talk about Kiss like we would talk about if we met up at the bar, if we were back on our couch at Stonehill College drinking beers. This is how we would talk. Honestly, this is it. So there is no real script. We have an organizational thing that me and him talk. This is what this is the subject. Uh, you do that part, I'll do this part, and it's just unscripted and organic. Um, I can't say enough about how much fun this is, and you know the fact that you guys can see the joy that we have, and I think our sense of humor makes us extremely unique out there amongst the 
many podcasts out there. Oh yeah, good one, Zeus. I like that. But no, Steve, Steve's a huge fan of the show. We interact with him very, very frequently uh, on Twitter, especially good guy, huge fan, um, promotes the show, interacts with the show. And, uh, you know, we, we just thank him so much for, for an email like that with those kind words. Good to hear Steve. Thank you. Yeah. And it's very important because there are a lot of kiss podcasts out there, but we think we for, uh, fill in a very, a niche we're yep. not like other kiss podcasts we're not a similar just because kiss falls under our umbrella right. you know and we me and tom say this and i think i he's i speak for him when i say look you really want the best kiss podcast out there you know go listen to kst they're the ones that we kind of always those, followed those we don't have the best their, yeah yep. we don't have their knowledge we don't yep but you know they you know there's some fucking canadian knuckleheads up there yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> Boston knuckleheads down here And we have a little bit of a different sense of humor And we bring in our fucking College life and our family Life and crazy stories into Kiss and um, you know We like to have fun with this stuff so we Think we're a little bit different than podcasts out There but you find the Kiss podcast that works for you You like something more serious and Breaks it down like you're fucking in your college Thesis go listen to a Different podcast they're out there and you might Like them good for you Absolutely, yeah, and they're and they're and they're and they're and they're good. It and depends what they on, do, right? It depends on right, it depends on what mood you're in. Um, and there's a bunch out there as you as if you've heard us, you've probably heard them. Um, yeah. and we listen to those podcasts ourselves too. Um, uh, it just We're depends on what. Yeah. Absolutely, yep. We we like PRC. We like uh, listening to, um, KST. Still, there yep. are podcasts out there that we really enjoy. We love Pot of Thunder. Yep. You know, it's all different. You don't have to be the same thing. That's right. You know, but you now we hope that you guys think we're different too and you want to give us, put us on your rotation. That's all. That's now, it. Yep. now I'm off my soapbox. I'll read a couple more of these. This one is a, a, a bracket submitted to us by Gary Cap. Hey guys, attached is my bracket. I've also attached a blank bracket. You can fill in, blah, 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 blah. Um, great show. I listen every week and you guys do a great job combining your kiss knowledge with your hilarious humor. I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't get the jerky boy references, <laughs> but I hey, sure forget you- about it. <laughs> Night on town, right, Bill? What do you say, Mike? Um, Paint the town. Night on the town, right, Mike? What do you say, Bill? But I sure do. And it's terrific. Nice. Um, Keep up the good work, guys. Gary Capaletti. Thanks, Gary. Um, nice job, much Gary. Appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's read another one. This one here is from, I, I believe his name is, uh, where is he? George Harker. George sent this on Twitter also. Thanks for the great content. Try not to have it work out this way, but some songs are just too good. Yeah. It. It's fucking some things that you got to like, you know, like I said earlier, songs that you're like, oh, my God, I got to pick between these. And then other ones you're like, I hate both of these songs. It sucks. But that's the way it goes. Then we got an email from Mark E. Vollmering. And you know who Mark is, Tom? I do. That is the defending bracket champion from last year. Yep. And he came in and filled his brackets out for this year and he wrote himself defending champ 
That's right, Mark. That's Sorry right. we couldn't remember who it was last year. <laughs> but thank you very much. And we appreciate you filling another one out this year. We'll see how you do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So then I have to do this one real quick. Kevin Jepson, f- fan of the show. Kevin just puts his bracket in, but he might. The only reason I had to read this is because the title of his email says, I'm not Sonny Pooney. <laughs> and what would Chris Jericho say if he saw this, Tom? Who the fuck is Sonny Pooney? <laughs> Why don't we uh, have shirts made? Though? Hey, Ed, if you're listening to us right now, click T Shop, make a Who the fuck is Sonny Pooney shirt. Yeah, I mean, the Sonny Pooney love out there is just uh, a little too much for my liking sometimes. Oh, Sonny's a with legend. His, uh, with his asylum love. Oh, oh God. That, that is true. That's a that's a problem. Brad Rusthoven's bracket got submitted. Awesome ideas, guys, especially in lieu of the big dance this year. Thanks, Brad. We thought, uh, you know, yeah. we did it last year and there was a big dance. So it worked out good for all of us, right? Yep. yep. Um, so, and then one last one is Dan Burns. So fun and brutally hard. Um, true. Guys, keep submitting your emails to us. We love them. We have a bunch more we're going to read next week. Um, we had to put a limit to some of these emails, but we love getting the interaction with you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's just going to continue, you know, and, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's nothing else going on. So this is like the only bracket you guys are rooting for, but that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll get through this together and, uh, and it's going to be fun. Absolutely. Uh, finally, Tom, uh, any uh, famous last words? Yeah, in honor of one of my favorite songs that lost tragically in a tiebreaker to the garbage under the gun. Oh, well, the son of a bitch must be crazy. <laughs> Telling me I'm going to go down. I said, this ain't the Inquisition. You ain't the son of God. And I sure as hell don't give a damn. Gee, is that forever? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> All right, Tom. Get down. Fool around. <laughs> Think of all the dues you're paying. Oh, yeah. Stand your ground. Wise up. Can't you hear me saying? That's a good song. It's a good song. And it, and it, and it should have beaten. It should have beaten thrills in the night and it didn't. But that's OK. What fucking difference does it make, Tom? It's true. That's yeah. true. I know. Guys, till next time, Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Thank you, everybody out there. Pay attention to what's going on out in the world. Wash your hands. Stay inside if you can. And just let's uh, let's get on with our life as soon as we can. Thank you, everybody. And as Red Fox says one more time. You got to wash your ass. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs>
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.